0: gays, in which we're gay, and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and heteronormativity, femophobia, these are real things. These are words. These are things that I am saying. And I'm Erin, and last time I checked, lesbian
1: means loving women. <laughs>
2: And I'm Samantha. Good night, (laughs) m'lady.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) That scene is so cringe. It is.
2: That (laughs) scene is the worst. It is the most, like, 2016 scene that's ever been
0: in anything. And now I wish that I used my quote, which is, she basically won gay bingo. (laughs) But I thought that somebody (laughs) else would have taken that. (laughs) No, I, man,
1: that is a good one, though.
2: I was worried we were going to be clamoring for goodnight, milady. No.
0: (laughs) No. We have a special guest for our episode on her story. It's Sammy. Hi. Hi. That's me. Hey, there you are.
2: Yeah. I almost considered introducing myself as Aaron. (laughs) That's (laughs) another prerequisite for the show is you have to be a lesbian and named Aaron.
1: That would have been so funny. <laughs> next time, wait. Next time, sa- next save it for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So
2: I'm a 23 year old, like trans women. Um, I am sapphic, mayhaps even a lesbian. I'm uh, in my undergrad right now. I'm majoring in film studies and English. I'm particularly really interested in like queer cinema and like trans femininity as it's represented on the screen. So. Um, I wanted to talk about something that, like, was, like, trans lesbianism on the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And believe it or not, it was really hard to find things.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Sammy and I are friends, and I had uh, asked you to send us a pitch at some point. I was like, if you ever want to be on the podcast, like, send us a pitch and... We'll move forward and we'll do it, but then just finding something to talk about is so daunting. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really glad that you found her story and that we yeah. can talk about it today. So yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. I'm. I've been like looking forward to this. You said that to me like pretty early on, like when we like became yeah. friends, and like eight months later, I was like, I found it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Took a while, but we're here, and, and and it isn't even that it's something new. No, right. it's not. No, And that's the thing.
2: I thought about it as soon as I watched it the first time. I was like, it's miraculous how simple her story is
1: mm-hmm.
2: and like how like rare it is. Because there's nothing like yes. about her story yeah. that is like, particularly like insane. Mm-hmm. Like totally. we- we'll talk about it. But like there's just like certain like very small and like simple and quaint things about this show that I've never seen before, like on the screen.
1: Yeah, completely agreed. Like I have never seen something quite like this and that definitely is to its benefit. Yeah, I would say. Well, Erin, do you want to give some content warnings? Yeah, sure.
0: Her story is available on YouTube, um, and it's free to watch. But some content warnings for turf slash transphobic language, abusive relationships, parental abandonment, police abuse slash discrimination, uh, victim blaming, outing, and a little bit of lesbophobia, you know, as a I would also
1: include addiction recovery as well, although it's in a, framed in a very positive light
0: here, I would say. Yeah. And a lot of these things are just, they're talked about. They're not shown on screen. Her story follows Allie, a lesbian uh, who wants to write a story on transgender people. Uh, She sees a waitress named Violet at a bar that she frequents and wonders if she is transgender and open to being interviewed. The next day, she happens to see Violet, who goes by Vi, having lunch with her friend, a lawyer named Paige. And she approaches her. Vi says that she isn't interested in being interviewed, but she decides to take Allie's card anyway. When she sees that the card is for a paper named LA Gay, she reflexively says that she isn't gay herself. After Allie has left, her friend Paige tells (laughs) Violet that uh, she thinks Vi is a lesbian, but won't admit it. Later, at Vi's apartment, her boyfriend, Mark, sees the business card and throws it away. Vi ends up pulling it out of the trash and contacting Allie. They have a really good time during the interview, so much so that they end up flirting a little. Later, when Allie is telling her friends about the interview, her friends are transphobic, and the character Lisa is particularly hateful. But despite that, Allie and Vi spend more time together and grow closer as flirty friends. But when Vi's boyfriend comes home unexpectedly when Allie is over, Vi starts acting nervous around him, and Allie becomes concerned that their relationship is abusive. Meanwhile, Paige starts seeing a guy named James. She decides not to come out to him right away because she's afraid of being rejected if she f- if he finds out about um, the fact that she's transgender, and also she's been in relationships before where she's been forced into the closet when she comes out, and she doesn't want to have to go through that again. Anyway, Mark finds out about Violet doing the interview after seeing it in the paper, and he gets mad about... At Vi about it. He tells her that Allie wouldn't want to be friends with her if she knew what she was really like and uh, it's at that point that Vi tells Mark that she doesn't like him and she doesn't want to be in a relationship with him anymore, at which point he becomes violent. Vi calls her friend but her friend sends Allie to take care of Vi instead. Vi opens up uh, and tells Allie that this wasn't the first time that she's been assaulted. Uh, even worse, when Mark got violent with her in a park The police were called, and they laughed at Vi when they saw the gender marker on her ID. Vi says that she met Mark through sex work, and that he encouraged her to get clean, and gave her a place to stay, and therefore she feels indebted to him, even though he is abusive. Lisa finds out that Paige is trans from Allie in passing, and publishes this in the paper, saying that she's breaking a story because... Paige is an attorney on a transgender right case, and therefore people need to know that she's biased, which is horrible. Paige tells off Lisa, and then later Allie, letting Allie know that she needs to talk to her quote-unquote friends about their transphobia. Paige's potential boyfriend sees the story as well. He admits that there are things that uh, he's kept from her too, and that it can be hard to open up uh, to somebody when starting a relationship. And after that, they decide to st- they decide to start dating. In the end, Vi finds the courage to move out of her boyfriend's place. Uh, she opens up to her friends about her abusive relationship and about her internalized lesbophobia and misogyny and how she felt like she couldn't be with a woman because it would make her less of a woman herself. And in the final scene, she meets up with Allie and the two share a kiss and it's really sweet and nice. And that's that's her story.
1: There is so much in the pacing of this that feels like Soap opera-esque to me in a way that I really enjoyed.
2: Yeah, oh. I was I was thinking that, like, watching it, when we, we talked about it a little bit before, mm-hmm. and you were saying that it's, like, super watchable and, like, very, mm-hmm. like, comfort media. Yeah. I definitely think that there is, like, an element of, like, kind of, like, soap opera to it. Yeah. Which is interesting, because, like, when we were searching for a pitch for an episode Mm -hmm. the only other thing i could find that like had like a trans lesbian like main character was soap which is a um it's a foreign film i don't know where it's from but it's about like a like trans woman falling in love with like her like apartments like neighbor over their love for like watching soap operas together
1: I, you recommended that to me, and I have been trying to remember what it was for so long, it's, so thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to watch that so bad. That sounds really good. Yeah. No, I'd
2: like to watch it. Um, It, it was certainly older, and so I was worried it was, like, out of date and whatnot, yeah. and I figured, like, this is the most contemporary and, like, the most, like, well-reviewed thing I've found on Letterboxd yes. from, like, trans women that I trust. Totally. But we can always have me on the podcast again,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Also, I want to wait for the train to go by
0: i can't hear it at least okay well good it's loud yeah when was it that i we were on a call and it was like so loud it was um when we recorded
1: clouds of seals maria sorry oh, i was yeah, really right. trying to remember the name of that movie i was just picturing <laughs> christmas stewart in my head
2: <laughs> i still really not even watch that
1: yeah so interesting mm. I still think it's funny that both of us watched a movie by the same director the, the same weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. What was the name of the movie that you watched again?
2: Vep. I've been really into like collecting like tirashi lately, like the like like little Japanese like movie posters. Yes, I'm trying to locate an Irma one because like mm. not even because like I think the movie is like that incredible. I think it was really good, but she just looks so good and yeah. like the vibe.
1: I was so tempted to buy an Austin Powers one the other day.
2: That's so reasonable. That's I so up
1: Aaron, I bought a dead stock, like, full-size Austin Powers poster of him posing with five fembots on a pink <gasps> bed. And it, oh is, it says God. at the top, Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah!
0: <laughs> like, full-size
1: movie poster. It was, like, ten bucks.
2: I can't remember Holy if I told shit, you about awesome. this. But we were watching, in my Gender in the Media class, we were talking about how, like, and, like, politics and whatnot, they oftentimes, like, feminize, like, male politicians to make them, like, seem, like, weaker and, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't vote for them. And my teacher showed, like, old, like, anti-John Kerry like, ads where they called him, like, the international man of mystery. Yes, and it's all yeah, Austin you Power's did tell
1: thing. me that, yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because Austin Powers' whole thing is that he is a beta male who gets hella laid, like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I Dude, he's see. alpha. I don't know
2: what you're talking about. <laughs> no, he's a baby. Have you seen how Harry is justice? <laughs> oh,
0: that's true. Uh oh. Well, you're right about that part. <laughs> he's a, what's he's the so other gross. one? Like a Delta? Uh, no, it's Sigma, Sigma <laughs> male. Sigma! I'm a Delta male.
2: <laughs> I'm a mean? Delta variant of men. Yeah, I'm a
1: Delta <laughs> male, which means I got I'm COVID an Omicron. Delta. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Omicron? Well. An Omicron male is the antithesis of a Sigma male and a variant of the Beta male. The- <laughs> ah, it isn't no, real? This is real science,
2: but they are like it no, is. No. It's on
1: UrbanDictionary.com. Oh, no. Because of a continual craving for validation, the Omicron male tends to rapidly infect any group by imposing rules about purity, thus causing discord and ultimately team disintegration. Unstable without a host environment, the Omicron then moves on to infiltrate a new hierarchy. Oh what? Wait, this is literally Delta just
2: male? like astrology for men.
1: Oh like unironically. My God, that's so fucking true. <laughs> the Delta male is the most common type of male. Is it? They're the backbone of society and they <laughs> consist of normal what? guys who show up oh. to their jobs and their lives. Oh. They contribute to society and they take pride in those contributions.
2: They're kind of like the Jerry's of the world from Rick and Morty.
1: Oh. <laughs> There's alpha male, beta male, delta male, gamma male, <laughs> omega male, and sigma male.
2: Oh, I know about omega male.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know about that. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. The train is gone now.
0: When guys, like, unironically talk about, like, alpha males and sigma males and and sigma balls and whatever, um, do they know about ABO? It's, it's something that, that weighs on my mind. I know. As previous okay. man...
2: They don't. They don't, and it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the
1: world. <laughs> they have no idea. They have. No if idea. only they knew, they It'd would stop. So fu- it would stop. They would stop immediately. It would stop if they immediately.
2: Knew. But like, I think, I think they should not know for as long as possible because I think it's so fucking funny. So funny. Yeah, it is really.
0: Maybe they'd be into it. I feel like those are the kind of people who would probably have a breeding kink. That's
1: true. You're so right.
2: (laughs) There's like people who post on 4chan that like do believe in like alpha and like beta, like male shit like that, who like would love ABO if they were just like (laughs) less homophobic. Like if they let themselves read fanfiction and like be gay, they would love ABO so much. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> No, I, I, no, I, 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 I <laughs> was the one who brought it up
0: <laughs> spicy uh, I mean I, you're just you're spitting truth <laughs> <laughs> sorry I was just thinking speak your truth Sammy <laughs> speak your truth Sammy
2: truth. <laughs> oh the <shut laughs> fuck <up. laughs> I told Aaron yesterday my least favorite fucking thing anybody ever said to me when I like first came out as like a trans woman like a couple years ago I was like Speak your truth. Like, live your truth, Samantha. I'm like, this is the most patronizing thing you could possibly say to a woman. Yeah. Like,
0: Seriously. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Speak your truth about beta male. <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's laughs>
0: true. That's- Speak your truth about ABO and how much 4chan would like it if they were true to themselves.
2: I know we watched her story, but it's time to hear your story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I love having a ten minute tangent that we will cut <laughs> i
0: I wish you wouldn't cut it. you gotta <laughs> how will people hear the truth if you won't let it be said anyway. uh, we're talking about her story.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to tangent back
0: in now. <laughs>
2: I think we just left off saying it was, like, Mm -hmm. very, like, soap operatic.
1: Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. And with that, so it's very easily consumable because it is, like, soap opera adjacent. But it also, honestly, is a little bit, like, and again, I feel like I make this comparison every single episode, but it's a little bit L word adjacent in that it's, like, Mm. edutainment for a queer audience. We're going to talk about really difficult topics and try to educate the audience about something that's important to our community but we're going to present it in a way that is like soapy and cheesy and like follows a very clear-cut storyline with very clear points about what is right and wrong and we're hoping that the audience will walk away having learned something and i think the l word tries to do that and fails spectacularly (laughs) every single time it tries to but i think that her story is really successful and which is really refreshing and is part of the reason why i liked it so much
0: yeah me too
1: I just think about trans rep and the L word. Someday, Aaron, we gotta watch it. It's so bad. It's... We gotta. It could be this year. I know. I haven't, I still haven't watched L word Generation Q, but I want to, which is where they're trying to make amends. It's the new season that has trans women in it for the first time ever. Wow. And it's like well, 20 years. back then. Oh, yeah. However, trans men did.
2: And they weren't. <laughs> they were stinky. <laughs>
1: Her story, because it's so short, because it's six, like, ten-ish minute episodes, it's a little under an hour total runtime, especially if you subtract the credits from that. Um, it just feels like a very, like, a lot happens in a short period of time. Like, we were watching Les Miz last night. So much happens. So much Les happens in Les
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> he's two four six one one, but then he's Mr. LaMere. <laughs> he then suddenly he's Mr. <laughs> Maire. You're so right. I was talking about how the show feels really quaint and how Mm -hmm. it feels really miraculous in just terms of how it's really, really simple, Mm -hmm. but it's miraculous that, like, a lot of this has just not been seen on screen before. And, like, the quintessential moment I'm thinking of is, like, the very end of the last episode where Allie and Vi kiss. Like, I feel like that might have been the very first time I've seen, like, a trans woman kiss, like, another woman. Like, mm-hmm. on screen. And framed in, like, such a, like, just very normal and, like, very, like, romantic mm-hmm. light. Like, that's just something that you just don't see. And it was really, like, it was it was really nice to see, honestly. Like, especially, too, because it's, like, they both go into it, like, so, like, passionately and, like, with so much eagerness. I just feel mm-hmm. like that just, like, does not happen. <clears> and, like, trans women are not presented in such a way.
1: Yeah. It's been, like, leading up to it mm-hmm. for the whole series. There's, yeah. like, so much sexual tension and so many different scenes and so much preventing them from getting yeah. together that it feels great at the end when they do.
0: I know. Someone
2: it's really cute and, like, feels very, like, eye-rolling, like, very, like, soap opera, like, the whole conversation at the beginning where Pai's like, oh, well, I'm not gay. And Ali's just like, well, it's just the name of the magazine, but, like, I, like, am gay. And, like, I was like, oh, that's cool like yeah just, like it's so
1: like
2: stilted <laughs> and awkward and like oh gay women like
0: i know i love too that their friends the whole time are like teasing the both of them like i can't believe you haven't gotten together yet erin <laughs> one thing that you did not mention in your summary that i desperately want to talk about is bad penny <laughs> i know i didn't know how to fit her in because she's not like she's not super plot relevant but she's relevant to my interests <laughs> She is not relevant to my interest. <laughs> oh, uh, I, have, I have a serious question. Because her accent is so ridiculous and so over the top that I, I feel like it has to be fake. But why would they have her fake a British accent? I wish I knew. Is it is it fake? Uh, there's no way it's
1: real.
2: Is it, <laughs> is it British? I thought it was like Australian.
1: Yeah, she. Oh, no, it, it is Australian. British. But there, I feel like oh. there's no way it's real.
2: I think it might be real.
1: And, Erin, you lived in Australia for a
0: year. (laughs) I I lived in Australia for a couple of months. It didn't seem real to me. It also seemed British. Doesn't she say... She says in it. Do Australian people say in it?
2: No, I found the bad Penny character to be... uh, (laughs) 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 loathsome. Like, the part where she takes the microphone and just, like, is telling, like, everybody, like, Fi's gay but is, like, closeted and, like, too afraid... (laughs) I'd be mortified. Yeah,
1: that is so bad. And
2: it's also just cringy. Like, it's just like an uncomfortable scene to watch. You know how you get secondhand embarrassment from like TV sometimes? Like that was me watching that that. scene. It was like, (laughs) and it wasn't even just for Vi, it was also like Bad Penny. I was like, Bad Penny, like, get the mic out of her hands. (laughs) Like,
1: Okay, Bad Penny is played by Elizabeth Francis, who has also been in Drunk Town's Finest, which is a film by the director of her story. Um, But she's been in some other stuff, including... Uh, the series "Love" on Netflix, or is this a
0: film? Oh, I've seen "Love." Oh, oh that love. has that has Gillian Jacobs. Your yeah, favorite. that's why I watched. That's why I watched it. I um, <laughs> love Gillian Jacobs, and she is from she's from the United Kingdom. She says in it, it's a it's a British accent, but it's a ter- it, it's a real but terrible British accent. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I I, I think understand. that that is the thing is that as Americans we just don't know about exactly how many British accents exist because there are so many of them. There are, and so sometimes many. some of them sound to our uncultured ears
0: that's true you guys were just watching les miserables (laughs) oh my but erin les miserables takes
1: place in france and there are both british and american accents in that movie
0: i know that's why aren't are there any fake british accents in that movie
1: i don't know probably who knows. Before we got derailed, we were talking about things that we'd never seen in media before watching her story, like seeing a trans woman and a cis woman kiss passionately on screen. One thing that I had never seen was such an open discussion of some of the barriers that trans women face when coming into like a sapphic identity cuz Vi speaks about that really openly about some of the things that like prevented her as from like accepting that she was interested in women for so long.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know, as, like, a trans sapphic. When I first watched this, I, like, cried multiple times, like, throughout the entire, like, series. And, like, it was oftentimes those moments because Mm -hmm. they just, like, felt so real. Like, especially, like, the scene where Vi talks about how she's with men kind of, like, compulsively just because when you are trans woman and you're next to a man, like, your femininity feels so obvious and so Mm -hmm. overt. But when you're next to, like, a, like, cis woman, she talks about how, like, she, like, notices and, like, she can't stop thinking about, like, how much bigger like her hands look or like how she like looks compared to mm-hmm. this cis woman and that's something that I really like feel like I think like compulsive heterosexuality is a huge like thing with like just being like sapphic woman but I think it's like yeah. especially complicated when you're a trans woman and like there's this feeling that like because you're a woman you're supposed to date men and there's also this element of turf ideology and like trans misogyny is like so focused on trans women being like predatory to cis women that, like, mm-hmm. it feels like a really, really forbidden kind of love. And, like, I personally, like, was always really afraid of coming out or, like, saying I was a lesbian because I felt like, who am I kidding? People are just going to think I'm, like, a weird perversion of, like, a, like, cis-hetero man. There is this kind of, like, safety in being a trans woman who likes men because then you can say, well, like, even if you are going to, like, not read me as a woman, you still are going to read me as queer. Like, I still belong mm-hmm. in the queer community. So it mm-hmm. it's complicated and it's very scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think heteronormativity is like so ingrained in our culture that it is kind of like, well, if you're a a lesbian, why would you like come out because then you have the opportunity to be like a a heterosexual, (laughs) which is like really backwards and transphobic. But like, I do think that that's like how some people see it at first. So straight people...
1: And yeah. just also just cis people in general. Like, yeah. the idea of, like, it would be easier for you if you had not transitioned and you were straight. And right. And I think this is something that trans gay men also face.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I've heard other trans women talk about this and it's something that I always really actually related to and like felt the sisterhood in because I and I talked about this in our coming out episode, but when I first started to have romantic feelings towards women, I actually ended up questioning my own gender because I was like, but women aren't supposed to like women, but I definitely like women.
2: <laughs> no, Aaron, I was actually going to say, um, I a while ago listened to the coming out episode and I had also talked to you, Erin, about, like, like, the episode and whatnot, and, like, when I, like, heard about, like, your kind of hesitations with, like, taking on that label and whatnot, Mm -hmm. it was something that, like, I really related to, like, as, like, a trans woman. Me calling myself a lesbian has been, like, a very, like, recent Mm -hmm. thing, and I don't think I've, like, talked to you about this, but, like, part of it is, honestly, being friends with you and, like, being, like, oh, I can be a lesbian, too, like, it's fine. (laughs) And, like, listening (laughs) to the podcast, like, Mm unironically, like, this has really been really, like, big and important for me and like that's meant a lot
0: oh my well, god that makes me so happy yeah <laughs> yeah and Aaron, Aaron's such a good friend and so knowledgeable and and accepting i love Aaron. <laughs> oh my god thank you so much
1: well i'm glad i think that embracing a lesbian identity is for everybody who wants to and i support Yay. it that's so sweet right. i love that
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man i guess like one thing that surprised me with this show was um when you first sent it to us i just decided to watch like the first couple of minutes just to like see what it was like and there's a lot of transphobia in the first like three minutes yes it's very heavy to start yeah and i mean that
1: comes back the transphobia is very present and very overt like
0: caricaturized really
2: absolutely oh
0: i would i would say but but i do think that this is That's just how it is for some people. And I think, like, cis lesbians Mm -hmm. especially will feel very justified in being transphobic because they're like, well, I'm a cis lesbian and I'm part of the LGBT community, so I can say this stuff. Yeah.
1: Michigan Women's Fest core.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) True.
1: For me, it's hard to say that this is
2: how it is because what I found Mm -hmm. is that, like, prior to transitioning... I would see and, like, hear, like, cis people be much more outwardly, like, transmisogynistic and transphobic. But since transitioning, like, it's very hushed and quiet. I think, like, the Lisa character is, she's very, like, character-esque in terms of, like, her transphobia. It's, like, just so overt and, like, so, this is what turfs are like. And it's, like, like, I, I do believe women and, like, some men talk this way behind closed doors but not quite as open I think more recently yeah yes
0: I think that's
1: fair And that is something that Lisa herself does in the show, speaking specifically to the scene where she confronts Paige and is like, you're the lawyer that's representing the person who was denied access to the homeless shelter because they were trans, trying to find camaraderie and being transphobic with Paige, not knowing that Paige is a trans woman. And then the second, when Allie outs her Mm -hmm. after Paige leaves, you can see that Lisa would not have approached the conversation that same way. Had she known, but also she, uh, of course, moves on to out Paige publicly in the newspaper. But I don't think she would have done it to her face. And I think that that's solidified when Paige confronts her later and she like doesn't riff fight back at all. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, she knows that this is something that's shameful that she shouldn't be doing, but she's so hateful that she's going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, like, that's the that's the thing is like, yeah i've had like classroom discussions at my school which will remain unnamed um <laughs> where people have just been super transmisogynistic before transitioning and like i said like now i'm very like open like first day class like i am trans and like nobody like says anything because like now they're afraid and it's like i don't like that like people like kind of like hold back and are like secretly like under the waters like being very like hateful and transmisogynistic. <clears throat> obviously i don't love that but like it is, like, kind of, like, at times strategic to just, like, be, like, straight up. Like, I'm a trans woman. If you have something to say, like, say it. Because yeah. they never do. Because they're they're yeah. afraid and they know it's wrong. Because yeah. they know it's so wrong that they would never say in front of, like, anyone that wasn't, like, cis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As a cis lesbian, I've been on dates before or uh, with, like, friends. And it's never been as overt as, like, what is depicted in her story. But there have been times where it's, like you know, I'll have somebody confide in me, be like, I I wouldn't feel safe if I knew that there was a, a trans woman in the bathroom. And it, and then it's like, well, we're going to talk about that because I <laughs> like, because there, there's no reason why it would be it, like, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're going to go there now. This is my opportunity. And it pisses me off personally when turfs are like, oh, I've been a a victim of sexual assault and use that as like a shield for attacking trans women when these are two separate things and they don't have anything to do with each other. And I find it extremely harmful to like sexual assault victims that they would use that as a shield because it's totally unrelated, like honestly harmful.
2: And the thing too is like, especially in like conversations about like bathroom bills and stuff like that, Like, trans women are, like, statistically such, like, high – have, like, such a high vulnerability for being, like, assault – like, sexual assault victims themselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, like, just
2: bullshit.
1: It's – there's actually, like, harm reduction conversations about, like, granting trans people access to the correct bathrooms might increase their risk of sexual assault by other – by cis people in the bathrooms that they should be in, which – like let's talk about that, like because yeah, that's boy. a much worse problem. Yeah, holy like, shit. Yeah, that's Man. fucked up. It's just yeah, it is really fucked up. And I feel like also a lot of turfs don't even recognize how much this can impact cis people too. Because I think about there was a very prominent news story in Detroit a couple of years ago where a cis woman was like physically and forcibly assaulted and dragged out of. The women's restroom because people thought that she was a trans woman, and oh it's God. like you don't recognize th- exactly how big of an impact this is having on literally everybody. Like it's having yeah. the biggest impact on trans people, but it is impacting cis people too. Like, well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of like
2: turf ideology is like so like dishonest and like yeah. saying like, well, I just don't feel comfortable with you calling yourself a woman. You should just be a feminine man. But at the end of the day, turf ideology, like, the logical conclusion of it is, like, gender conformity to its fullest Mm -hmm. extent. Yeah. Like, we're even seeing this now, like, you're saying, like, Mm -hmm. women, like, cis women who, like, may not, like, look totally hyper feminine are already being victimized by these, like, ideologies Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And, like, this idea that it's, like, there's room in society to be a feminine boy, there's not. I was harassed Mm -mm. so much when I was just a boy who liked to wear girl clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, it was awful. It made me feel unsafe all the time. Since mm-hmm. transitioning, though, and when I'm, like, I've gotten a lot better at, like, passing and whatnot. And, like, that has its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. But, like, since then, I do not get harassed nearly as much. I get harassed in a very different way. I get harassed as a woman. And that's yeah. a very different, like, set of circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm. Man. It's all bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Heavy shit.
2: But also Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh Jesus.
0: You <laughs> cannot
2: <laughs> when I wait, say wait, the show wait, is wait, so wait, quaint, I want to hear
0: what she's gonna say. Or <laughs> <her> speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let her tell her story. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>, shit. <laughs> no, um when I say the show is so quaint and very dated, it feels very 2016. Part of that is how much Game of Thrones is in this show that oh, feels so God, funny yeah.
0: now.
2: Like yeah. To me, I've never watched Game of Thrones, and I am going to keep it that way. Yeah, me neither. I don't know me who neither. the fuck, like, these girlies are kind of signing each other in like, Game of Thrones
1: I <laughs> I know, I meant to look it up, and I didn't, but I thought that I was know. so offensive that she was like, this this Mar- Marjorie is so unassuming at first, but she's undeniably sexy. you saying like, you're that's unassuming, oh, yeah, and then <laughs>
2: sexy is so, like, objectifying and, like,
1: weird. I know. <laughs> she's Jesus. so weird about everything when it comes yeah. to vibes. I'll like, get to
2: it, but I kind of hate Allie. Like, un- a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I fucking (laughs) agree.
2: I just wanted to say though, as somebody who's never seen a Game of Thrones, and like now after like the finale happened and everybody was so so fucking mad about that. Yeah, I'm saying that for a (laughs) (laughs)
1: while. That's a lot.
2: It feels to me like the equivalent of if maybe like five years ago there was like a show that like constantly made like references to Lost. Like this is not culturally relevant. (laughs) Like nobody knows what this (laughs) is. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I feel like something that you should consider when you're making a piece of media is. It, will my script stand the test of time?
2: The Game of Thrones stuff yeah. does not. But also, I, I think it was a good bet at the time, because it was the biggest show at the time. To- like, it would have been, like, right. referencing The Wire. Like, it was an HBO show. Everybody liked it. It was just, like, I think the finale, like, took out so much like,
0: Yeah, I, good feelings. <laughs> I'm just... Why, why not make up a fantasy show or any type of show that they could watch together? Because it's so funny, when they go to, like, watch Game of Thrones, they... They can't even include the theme music. They have to include like off-brand Game of Thrones music because, of course, it's copyrighted.
1: I think that it maybe would have lended to their benefit to have them talk about like queer media oh, yeah. instead yeah. of Game no, of Thrones. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but then also they would have been faced with the choice of should we have them talk about the L oh, Lord? <gasps> no, that would no. They could not have. <laughs> It's if they had talked about, look. like,
2: obscure anime or something. Talked like that. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, they could if they talk about, about the Matrix. Wachowskis, the, oh, Ma- the Matrix honestly would have been a really good one because that yeah. was still culturally relevant. It would have been more so yeah. now with, like, the new movie coming yeah. out. You're, right? so, you're and such a genius, people, Aaron.
0: Gay people love the Matrix. Gay people do not love Game of Thrones. You're so right. Gay Man. people wrote
1: this, though, is the thing. We have not talked That's about true. that. So this oh, was yeah. written by, co-written by the actresses who played, Vi and Ali mm-hmm. and directed by, please remind Sydney Freeland. Yes. Who is a Navajo trans woman and film director oh. who's done some uh, recent film for Netflix. Ooh. So it's by queer people. It's certainly for queer people. What queer people we should talk about. Um, mm. But the Game of-, Game of Thrones. What a choice. There, there got to be Game of Thrones games out there that we just don't know. Yeah. There
2: have to be but I don't know them, so they don't exist. The
1: only people <laughs> yeah. I know who watch Game of Thrones are straight people.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It like it's I held back a couple of gawks when he said it was made for queer people. I've rolled over this thought multiple times mm-hmm. in my head, I've meditated on it a lot. I do think that the show is made for queer people. And it feels really awful to say to any like trans woman creator that her work is not made for trans people. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that the show is far more made for cis lesbians than it is for trans lesbians. Okay. like so much of the show is from Ali's perspective and like talking yeah. to cis lesbians like mm-hmm. in voiceover or otherwise. about how like, oh, well, our lives are lacking when we don't accept trans women. And we almost never get things from like Vi's perspective, which I mm-hmm. think is yeah. far more interesting. It really isn't until like the end of the show that we really like spend more time with Vi as a character that is like outside of how she relates to Ali as like subject. And I think that yeah. kind of like sucks.
1: And in the same time that we're getting all that, Allie is still having all of her drama with Paige and with Lisa. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Allie is still the focus and transphobia is still the focus. I absolutely agree with you that this seems targeted at cis lesbians and as like an attempt to move people who are like on the fence or uncertain about trans women towards a more accepting idea of trans women in sapphic spaces.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm so glad that you said that because I yes. totally agree. Sammy. Sammy, you're so right. You're so Thanks. right. It's it's funny actually that you say that because Erin and I were texting about it just like a little bit like earlier today. I think especially the fact that Allie is is the the focal character and is is honestly just like not that interesting and is frustrating at times for her like Oh, I I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I didn't know. Like I didn't know you're supposed to not out people. Like, oh my god. And it's like that I, is what the so fuck?
1: bad. Yeah. But it's then there's so also bad. that moment where <laughs> where she's like, "We can we go inside? I'm freezing my balls off right now. Oh my god. I, I love,
2: love Vi's reaction so yes. much when she like acts like so offended just to like fuck with Allie. Cause like yeah. I Love doing that with people that are not trans women. It's my favorite game to play. <laughs> I love calling all my friends and loved ones transphobic for the littlest things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. That scene
2: is very funny. And too, like the parts like leading up to that scene and just in general, like the whole like article and whatnot, the way it's like framed is like Ali's like, you know, like breaking this like big story about trans women being people and human beings too. No, I know. Is so unfortunate. Especially like when Allie talks about her past and how, like, she, like, wrote this, like, big story about, like, sexual abuse going on at her school. And, like, vibing, like, you did that. Like, you fixed that. Like, you, that was your fight that you won. And it, like, but it sucks. Like, it yeah it does I really suck. don't like Allie's character and how much, like, she is, like, accredited with being this, like, hero and champion for, like, trans women. Like, I talked about it with Aaron before the podcast that, like, although racism and trans misogyny are, like, two very different things but do at times intersect. I I think the show is really similar to the way that like a lot of early films that tried to tackle the topics of racism act, where it's like the racist character is so overt and so like characterized that it's like very obvious, like racism bad. Mm -hmm. And like, it has like the ally, like white savior, like ally being like the cis savior and whatnot. Like I think that is an element of the show that is unfortunate and present.
1: And it ends up solidifying that mentality for viewers that they're trying to move in a different direction because it is like, yes, like leaning into your savior complex is the correct course (laughs) of action. And like, also you're totally right in the fact that like she broke that news story about sexual assault at her school, which was something that she had never personally experienced that she did not talk to any of the victims about before outing everything to the public. And she's like, it was all in the name of the greater good because change happened. But it's like, do we know what actually happened with the, students that were affected by that mm-hmm. like no we yeah. don't do we know what is actually happening with trans women across the readership of her work also the fact that this is 2016 in LA and this is breaking yeah. news exactly like yeah trans
2: would have been in LA um, for so
0: fucking long. I know <laughs> it's I mean I one of the things that this uh series reminded me the most of was the happiest season where oh, wait, it's like, no you're
1: thinking uh, season of love
0: season of love yeah
1: yeah I also was thinking about season of love yeah
0: where it's just like I a quote that I will try to remember from that episode is that it's hard to be the first of something and like I do feel that her story like makes room for other more complex stories by being how it is but it's it doesn't mean that it's good how it is you know that part is not good i yeah. think however yeah. that doesn't
1: mean that there aren't things that i don't love about this be- that oh yeah a lot sorry. Of double be <laughs> there are things that i love about this though yes yes like yes. in spite of its flaws totally yeah while we're still
2: on the topic when ali does kind of like talk to Paige about the fact that like she added her i love Paige's line i wrote it down this being new to you doesn't make it any less old to me and I think that yeah. really, I, I think Paige in general, like, she has some really great lines. She has, a like, great, great performance. She is, like, she gives, like, a scathing and, like, biting critique of all the, like, cis-sexual, like, bullshit around her. And I love her so much. She yeah. is, like, wonderful and, like, so, like, just, like, upfront. like, I, I think she kind of embodies the sort of exhausted ambivalence. That, like, just comes from being a trans woman for, like, a couple of years. And mind you, I say this as a very young trans woman. I transitioned two, three years ago. But, like, I imagine by the time I'm 35, like, Paige, I am going to be so over this. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. She, was, she was the best part um, in a lot of ways. Like, I love so many of her lines. And uh, her telling off... Allie, like, after telling off Lisa was very, very satisfying. There's so much in the series that I, like, see
1: people I know and I see my friends in, which I think is is good in seeing representative writing. It's And it's not in Ali or her friends in the slightest. <laughs> yeah. It is in Paige and Vi specifically. Paige, in particular, just, like, absolutely carries the series, I think. And it's so funny as a side character to be the one who's, like, completely carrying... A series on your yeah. shoulders. Yes. I almost kind yeah. of...
2: I understand that, like, Vi's, like, actress, like, co-wrote the show, but, like, mm-hmm. I almost wonder what the show would look like if it was, like, switched and, like, Paige was, like, Allie's partner, just because, like, I don't know, she's, like, really good actress. And, yeah. like, it's a much mm-hmm. better performance. But I also, I will say there is an element of Vi's actress being, like, more obviously, like, transgender. Not being somebody who is quite as like stealthily like trans that I think yeah. is really really empowering that was another thing that I thought about that I you don't see on on the screen as much as like trans women who maybe don't pass perfectly but are not presented in a really dehumanizing way as a result of that and it's just like shown in a very like empathetic but not sympathetic way if that makes sense
1: yes.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: The way that Vi's character is written really lends to her like lesbian exploration in this series of like she has had a lot of shit going on in her life. There's a lot of stuff that she is uncertain about, which gives her a good character development arc yeah. throughout the series from episode one to episode six where she's like come into her own and like realize what she wants in life and well for she's satisfying. so unassuming. <laughs> 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 she's unassuming, but then she becomes undeniably sexy. sexy. Oh no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's like really like the most like
1: that's so offensive. awful like
2: ally <laughs> yeah. <has ever> been.
1: <laughs> it is, it's not even because there's so much awful. outing page is definitely yeah, the most awful no, right. allie gets however oh, wow. the fact that okay the fact that she and lisa are in the same commune we have not talked about this right like they clearly like all live in a commune together right And Vi, she's inviting Vi in.
2: I didn't think about that. Because, like, there's the one scene
1: where the four of them are sitting around in their apartment, and it's, like, Allie, her one roommate, who is, like, normal, kind of, who's like, I would date a trans woman. Trans women are fine in the community. And then there's her two other roommates that are straight up awful, like, so transphobic, outward turfs, using slurs, like. Yeah. um, And she lives with them, I'm pretty sure.
2: I think you're right. And the thing I will say is that her normal friend doesn't say trans women in the community are fine. She says some of these girls are fine, which is so much worse. I think there's a lot of of objectification of trans women that kind of goes unquestioned to a degree. Like, I agree. As a trans sapphic, trans women are (laughs) sexy, but they are also people and they deserve, (laughs) like, rights and they are valuable outside of how, like, attractive they are to like cis women right
1: it's like she is the one who is the intended audience of this show right like the people who like are on the fence and moving towards understanding trans issues but don't get it right Anyway, (laughs) the fact that they live, like, I'm pretty sure that it's implied that they live together, that uh, Allie is, like, so close with Lisa that she's out at the bar with her all the time. In the opening scene when Lisa's being so transphobic and Allie is like, "Uh, what about that girl? Like, I wonder if she's, like, trans and a lesbian. First of all, she assumes that she's trans. And then she's like, I wonder if she's a lesbian, though. I gotta go tokenize her for my peace that I'm working on, which also sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Vi being like, I don't want to be interviewed is so normal and respectable. It's like, yeah, Allie is being absolutely wild here. Like, yeah.
0: Right. And I, uh, the like apologetic nature that Allie, I, I don't know how to describe. The fact that she's like, oh, I, you know, this is new to me. So I'm sorry if that was offensive. It's like, Jesus Christ, girl. Like, you're, you write articles. Do some fucking research, you idiot. <laughs> what the fuck (laughs) yeah
1: she's so right (laughs) she's a bad journalist yeah she's a bad journalist
2: (laughs) she literally dates her subject that's like journalism 101 don't do that like come on
1: (laughs) (laughs) um also like her like she read a quote from her article at some point hold on i wrote it down Oh yeah. Uh, there's like this scene in episode four where they're on, where Ali and Vi are on a date together at the beach, and Ali is narrating over like some quotes from her article, and basically what she says is like, this is not a direct quote, but essentially what she gets at is. I always thought I was progressive and I thought it was sufficient for me to just passively accept that trans people existed and not have any that I am friends with or that I ever talk to. And I never questioned that they were not involved in my world at all. But I have since realized that our world is less rich without their stories and laughter. Like being like our world of like queer cis Exactly. It's like you inherently othering. Yeah. I have
0: the I have the quote here. Do you wanna do you want me to read it? Yes. Oh my god, I would okay. love that. Okay, so it says, I've uh, I've never questioned that they're being, their trans people, total absence from my world. Now I see that our great disservice is not to those that we've excluded, but to ourselves. For our world is less rich without their stories, their laughter, their voices. <laughs> so it's not about them. It's about me. <laughs> no, absolutely. In- the
2: line, it's a disservice to us, is so, like, just like... It makes me sick to my stomach. Like, yeah. it's so yeah. upsetting. Like, it's not a disservice to you. Like, you – if you literally cannot think about, like, trans women outside of the context of how they benefit you in your life, you don't deserve to have trans yeah. men in your life. Like,
1: also, let's just talk about the word us. Like, yeah. it's very mm. much like, this is me and my community that is separate from the community of trans people. We should welcome them in. It's like, that's not what it is at all.
2: The community has long since been, like, originated and, like, cr-
0: crafted
2: by, like, trans women. Like, yeah. Since oh,
0: the yeah. And absolutely. <laughs> so many cis gays have this
2: idea that trans women are, like, a new thing that's, like, slowly being integrated into the queer community, which is just, like, bullshit, ahistorical nonsense. Yes. Like, exactly pisses me off so 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 much like trans women have been at the forefront of the queer community forever
0: yeah it's i think and the line that follows that one was uh it's less that our world has changed for trans people and simply that we are seeing them as people uh our brothers and sisters our parents and children our colleagues and even our friends and i do think that's a like how it is for a lot of cis people but it's like it's like damn you did that's not how it should be (laughs) that's also can i just say vi
1: read this article and was like ali you did such a great job thank you for bringing this attention to trans women
0: oh man
2: if i'm if ali was real and i met her I don't know if I would be so complimentary with her writing. You don't
0: know
1: if you would fall in love with her.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I find her so obnoxious. There's something about her that I just loathe.
0: It's. Yeah. It would be one thing if this was set in like a very rural community, but yeah, in L.A. it it seems a little confusing. Yeah,
2: it's such a they milk should, toast. Like, yeah. write up about like you know, trans could be people.
1: They should have said this in Kansas City. (laughs) Kansas, not Missouri. (laughs) Kansas City, Kansas. They should have said this in Salt Lake City. Oh my god, That would make
2: it so much more believable and reasonable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would buy it. Oh, big time.
2: It's insane that I'm just like, you know, we have this podcast of three correct women all (laughs) at the same (laughs) 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 time. Wow.
0: We're really... Speaking our truth. <laughs> I fucking hate that word. <laughs> I'm Just sorry. I, kinda, so, I no, couldn't. No, your
2: body it. is so funny. It's <laughs> like, no, I love, like, talking in, like, cis-liberal speak, like, to my friends, yeah. I, like. I,
0: I f- when, when we are together speaking our truth, I really feel like a girl boss.
2: <laughs> I used to ask, like, friends for, like, rides in the most, like, obnoxious way possible. I'd be like, hey, folks, with, like, an axe, like, would you mind speaking your truth and picking your girl boss <laughs> up like <laughs> hashtag trans is beautiful. Like, <laughs>
0: oh, <no. laughs> oh, oh, I guess that. that is like Ali's Ali's article is just like could be summarized by trans women are women and Yeah. It's like, oh no. I, no, Ali's article huh? could be summarized
1: as I didn't think it before. But but trans <laughs> oh, trans women are women.
2: <laughs> I wasn't thinking before, but now, now a whole lot going on up here.
1: In like, in La, <laughs> now I think a trans woman is sexy, and so I get it. so much. Yeah. Oh
0: God. Oh God. That. Oh no, that is her arc, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh. I, I want to date this
1: trans woman, and I am a lesbian, so now I understand that trans women are women. I can see oh, it now. Man. Yeah. It's a little little dark, huh? That is dark. That said, again, starting conversations in media that we have not seen anywhere else uh, yeah. before, which I'm grateful that it allowed yeah. us this platform to talk about all of this, because
2: there's a lot to talk about. No, absolutely. and. I really like what you said, like, relating it to, like, that statement about, like, when you were, like, the first, like, piece of media about Mm -hmm. these kind of topics, it's really hard to get it right. And I, as critical as I have been about her story, I commend, like, the, like, trans women and, like, queer people involved because, like, it's hard to see and, like, think about how your piece of media is going to hold up in the years to come, particularly in something that's so divisive and that, like, changes so much as, like, queer intercommunity politics. Mm -hmm. And I think for the most part, the show gets a lot right. I just think we should also be critical of it. And I think like trans topics are so starved for good media representation that this show should be like watched and should be like Mm -hmm. praised, but it also should be, we should think critically of it for sure.
1: Right. It's like Vi and Paige are excellent characters and really strong representations of trans women. All of the cis women in the series are rough (laughs) and that's kind of the point i also i think it i think we'd be remiss not to mention that queer people we are our own biggest critics when it comes to discussing media that's by other queer people nobody can absolutely rip apart a queer person's fiction work than another queer person yeah and so there's also that level as well
2: and that's why i worry about i'm very like hesitant to like say deliberately and like outwardly like this is just for cis lesbians and, like, there's nothing, like... Mm -hmm. Yes. There's nothing, like, rewarding in it from, like, watching it from, like, a trans lesbian perspective because that's just not the case. And, like, I... Yeah, definitely. I never, like... I I don't get, like, pleasure from, like, tearing the show apart because, like, Mm -hmm. it did mean a lot to me. Like I said, like, the show made me cry multiple times. It made me cry Mm -hmm. in the rewatch last night to prepare for the episode. And, like, it it is really important. And, like, I want to say, like, I'm not, like, against or, like, opposed to messy, like, queer cinema. Like, my... Like, some of my favorite, like, trans femme representations are, like, pink flamingos or, like, (laughs) a parade of roses. Like, I'm not opposed to, like, messy queer representation. I just think that, like, when you try to go for something that's not messy and just have, like, kind of, like, unplanned, like, issues with it, those feel so much more scathing and, like, so much more obvious than, like, something more subjective and, like, weird
1: yep i feel yeah. and aaron maybe you can speak to this a little bit more but like i i am just reminded of fan dissections of steven universe
0: yes i was thinking and it's that representations
1: too. of queerness yeah yeah i am not a steven universe fan so i'm definitely not the one to speak on it but
0: yeah i would say actually any small creator actually i was i think i was specifically thinking just about like webcom comic artists who do mm-hmm. um like gay and lesbian webcomics comics. And who, because they are so available and so online, people feel like they can just, like, absolutely rip them to shreds when they would never do this to, like, a like a Hollywood movie because it, you, th- those people seem ex- inaccessible.
1: Absolutely.
2: And the thing, too, I don't even think you have to be, like, a queer creator or, like, media person. I think queer people just have, like, a, like, I, I think, like, in the queer community that there is this, like, unfortunate tendency where we do oftentimes, like, tear each other down. so deliberately and I I see this especially like for trans women I see this all the time where like a trans woman will say like something so innocuous and so innocent and like somebody who like may or may not be like cis will like take such problem with it like run them off of twitter like I think about like the trans woman who wrote like the sci-fi story um I identify as like a attack helicopter which is one of the most beautiful pieces of like trans sci-fi fiction I've ever read sci-fi fiction Mm -hmm. is (laughs) <laughs> i i can go into so many examples and it just it I, hurts me so much every time
1: we yeah. it, as a it's a broad community of queer people we are a community of people who have experienced discrimination from all angles at all times and in order to circumvent that for our own personal safety that sometimes leads us to put other people in our own community down in an attempt to ascertain safety for ourselves, whether that's people who are trans and who pass and who put down the trans medicalist movement, for example, yeah. is, one, is one example of that. Um, totally. Cis people putting down trans people, um, white queer people putting down, queer people of color in an attempt to again maintain some oh my god the queer marriage like gay marriage movement all of that is ultimately just like trying to become normal in the eyes of society trying to assimilate exactly yeah Yeah. totally and that leads us to put other people down on our own journey and it becomes natural and normal and hard to self-critique your own actions in doing it i think that we we all do it from time to time Just because it's so ingrained in how society works. Yeah. At least in English-speaking communities.
2: You can't hear it, but I've been nodding along with, like, everything aaron has been saying (laughs) in this podcast.
0: (laughs) You can't see it, but, yeah, for both of you, I've been nodding.
1: (laughs) Anyway, those are my thoughts. (laughs) I think that um, it's a natural and normal reaction to be critical of other queer people's work, but it is something that we should be conscientious of and try to work against. Because people are allowed to make work that's a little bit messy. How, we're not talking shit about Grey's Anatomy on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but we should. <laughs> but we should be. We we should.
2: My disdain for Grey's Anatomy,
1: <laughs> immense. <laughs> and that's just one example, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Game the of Thrones, I... we
0: were talking shit about oh, Game of Thrones just earlier. I guess it's it's when it's like Game of Thrones or Grey's Anatomy. It is more punching up as opposed to just like punching your mm-hmm. comrades Laterally. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are there gay people in in Grey's Anatomy? Well, Sandra O oh is there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think that there are i think there are queer characters grace anatomy grace had anatomy.
2: a like lesbian wedding before like gay marriage Whoa. was like legalized really yeah no and like that was like a really big thing
1: what else do we have to say is there anything else we're itching to say about her story
0: um oh. great production value i'll say for a web yeah. series great
1: pacing great script writing. Great pa- well, yeah great pacing d-
0: you know yeah a very very bingeable
2: i, I had one more thought um the like one positive side of like the whole like alley like telling the story and whatnot is that I think what is presented really good on the show and in a nuanced way is this idea of visibility as a trans yes. woman. I was thinking about this last night where it's like it shows it's this complicated relationship being visible as a trans woman like, At one end, both Paige and Vi experience the feeling of, like, wanting to be silenced and hidden away. Like, Paige talks explicitly about how she gets forced back into the closet with, like, certain previous partners where, like, they don't want her to talk about being trans or being seen with, like, a trans woman and whatnot. And how that's really, really upsetting. Or, like, when Vi comes home with the business card, Allie gives her, for the interview, her, like, abusive partner at the time, like, throws it away as, like, a means of, I don't want, like, people to know about, like, your kind. You know what I mean? I yeah, think like totally. it is very noteworthy and very openly like about like how like disempowering and like oppressive it is to be silenced and to be unseen and go like unheard. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also think it talks about like how being physically trans, like being clocked by like Ally or whatnot, or like being outed in Paige's case, is also like its own like set of worms and its own like traumatic experience that's really unfortunate and like there is an exact it, it's a double bind and I think it's presented really well But it also does, like, make a, like, solid argument for, like, although it may be painful, there is some empowerment to be in, like, being visible and, like, in Mm -hmm. talking about these conversations, even if they're tough, hurtful. And that's not, like, to say, like, you should come out of trans immediately, right away. Like, you should do it when you're ready. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah, you're so right.
2: Paige says it best when she says, like, very overtly, like, disclosure is always complicated. Yes. And she means that in the broadest sense, like, being, like, disclosing about, like, being trans like Mm -hmm. addiction problems and whatnot like that seems like a really it's a central theme and i think it's presented Mm -hmm. in a really nuanced and like very like good way honestly
0: yeah yeah completely agree i also like it's like a very quick moment but um when vi gets home from work one day she like goes on craigslist for the like relationship sections and she she searches um male for or m for t and like it's a bunch of like fetishistic people searching for for somebody and then she searches um w for t and there's no results and like that's just kind of like that that seemed it was such a like good way to like get that across like very quickly and i like that scene a lot yeah i love that scene
1: as well and it's so funny because at that point vi doesn't even necessarily realize that she's down bad for women (laughs) No, (laughs) or i think she realizes but she doesn't think it's a possibility for her yeah
2: absolutely and like Vi's character arc is so good and like so great and like I I know I just like tore the show to shreds a minute ago but like (laughs) with love when Vi's talking about like you know when she used to do sex work and whatnot the quote being like I never felt attractive before but the money it was proof I was worth something is so heartbreaking but also so real and so relatable like I'm like I have not like personally done sex work or anything like that but like I've had my fair share of like when I was very early in transition talking to and interacting with a lot of chasers and a lot of people that I was very well aware were like fetishizing me and objectifying me but like it was the only means of feeling feminine and valuable as a woman was like through like being pursued by men even if I didn't want to be with a man Mm -hmm. and like that was like a very like honestly god like traumatic and upsetting experience and I think it's one that like from the other, like, trans lesbians I know is very common, unfortunately. And I think it's presented here very honestly and very, like, truthfully.
1: Yeah. So many of the conversations and things that affect Vi are things that I personally have seen multiple times with my, like, within my friend group of people grappling with the exact same shit. It is so truly relatable and honest and true and a good depiction of just, again, all the struggles trans people who are sapphic. Like it's good. Yeah. There's so much there's it's so good. much there's to so really much like good. about this the series. I, I <laughs> like you know we normally end with saying whether or not we would recommend it. Glowing recommendation. Yeah absolutely and watch my personal it right opinion. now. Again just warnings for transphobic slurs, a lot of trans misogyny, but
0: it's really good. Yeah, it's really good.
2: I think especially too as much as I've like critiqued the show. I think mm-hmm. if you are trans lesbian or trans sapphic like I would recommend watching this because there are just like some of those moments that like feel like that I just feel like I've been so like desperately starved to see on screen yeah. and it's presented really well. It's, it is worth a watch. It's not like a huge commitment. Like you should watch this.
1: Again, yeah. minus the credits, it's probably about 50 minutes in total.
0: So and it's free on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Nothing's stopping okay. you. And and actually, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> we watched Season of Love for Christmas. You, and yeah. The production value on uh, her story is, like, so much higher (laughs) than... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, And just, like, very well shot, very well directed. Again, we've mentioned it before, like, extremely watchable. Just, like, you will want to keep watching when you watch it, despite Bad Penny's accent.
1: (laughs) I was also just thinking (laughs) about Bad Penny. I'm so glad (laughs) that there's so many jokes, too. Bad Penny
2: truly is a Bad Penny.
1: (laughs)
0: i do i did love when she showed up just because i don't know it was just like i i guess i maybe i'm immune to the cringe i thought it was really funny i i don't know if we were supposed to be laughing at her but i was i yeah i was too it's
2: very like pulpy like it almost it feels like it feels like something you would see at like a really like can't be either like soap opera or like hate to say it like yaoi yeah, where we it's like oh here's like this weirdo like pop oh, star yeah. boy for like a scene <laughs> oh my god
1: you're what so is right. her story if not another yaoi for women
2: You spoke uh, your truth
1: the <laughs> thank you <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just thinking about Utana and how oh. Ikuhara was like. I wasn't thinking about lesbians. I just thought I wanted to make a yaoi for women. <laughs> what does it mean? What is yaoi? Which for is women redundant. Mean? <laughs> yaoi is for women. <laughs> yeah, that's, actually, that's, you're so right. Yaoi is for women. Sammy, before we wrap up, do you want to share where people can find you on the internet?
2: Oh sure. I have a Twitter. It's uh, at Lil like L I L. And then estradiol, it's one word. Um, What I'm much more proud of than my tweets about Les Miserables stuck is... uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, is, uh, I do have a website I've not updated in a long time, but it is a passion project that I do plan to work on called Transcribe. You can find it at www.transcribe.ink. That's I-N-K, like an inkwell. Right now, it's just like various essays that I've written from the perspective of trans women. But I am hoping to, like, find more, like, queer and, like, especially, like, transgender people to, like, continue writing and, like, work on that website. It really means a lot to me. Please give it a read. Um, mild warning for uh, a lot of uh, slur usage, but there's slurs I can use. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Sammy, your writing is phenomenal. Oh, and thank you.
2: Yeah. That means so much coming from you. Oh,
1: oh thank you, oh. I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy Transcribe and I definitely think that... Uh, People who are listening should go check it out.
2: Thank you.
0: Oh, I love the banner artwork. Thank
2: you. Super Some cute. of it was done by me, but a lot of it was done by June. If it's the good oh, banner nice. artwork, it was done by June.
1: <laughs> Thank, <sounds> you, June. <laughs> Thank you, June. Thank you, June. June's listening right now. She probably is. Aww. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> Not knows. like right
2: now, but like will be. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, she retweeted our tweet and was like, Sammy is so incredible and this podcast episode is going to be a banger or something like that. That's so nice. <laughs> I
2: Dude, I love her so much.
1: Aaron and Aaron are two of the best podcasters and Sammy is like a movie studies genius. Movie Ooh. and genius both misspelled. <laughs> so check this shit out when it drops. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. All right, let's let's wrap up. Okay. Wait, what are we doing next? Oh, fuck. Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) Uh, Wait, what? Jupiter Ascending. No, we're not doing Jupiter. No, we can't come back. We're doing Jupiter Ascending on May 31st. Sammy will be back in May when we're doing Jupiter Ascending. Very excited for that. I know you're itching.
2: (laughs) I'm excited. I felt so bad when when I picked this. I was like, this is such a serious one. I wish I had picked something sillier. But then Jupiter Ascending out of nowhere. (laughs) Somebody just miraculously emailed you guys saying we should watch Jupiter Ascending,
1: uh-huh. And it just so happened to be Sammy, who will be back to guest again.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So excited. Wait, actually, we can't end the episode yet. Why? We haven't talked about the green m and <gasps> Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I almost forgot.
2: I was thinking about it in the car ride. I was like, I have to remember to mention Me the green m M&M. and
1: and we didn't oh even talk God. about
0: the green. That was a joke.
1: Wait, this is no. This Sammy wants to talk <laughs> about real. the green. So yeah, let's bad. talk about
0: the green. Eminem. Bonus bonus episode. It's time, time to talk time about the green. Stan.
2: <laughs> so the green of oh. um, has. Oh no. When we I'm were sorry, first, I had
0: a terrible thought. Um, but oh, you should it. Yeah. No, I can't. I you. Okay. No, bad? you please say what you're gonna say, and then I'll say my horrible thought.
2: Okay. So, The Green oven, um when we were initially, like, talking about, like, oh, we should do an episode together, like, Samantha will, like, go look for, like, you know, media to, like, pitch to us. I initially, like, as a joke, because it was just in the news at the time, pitched, we should talk about the green M&M, because she's a trans lesbian.
1: Yeah, and and because she was de-sexified in the news by giving her sneakers. They
2: forcefully defeminized her, which is so upsetting.
1: When she herself is transgender. (laughs)
2: Literally. And so the reason why I say she's a trans woman is because people have found, like, older, like, M&M ads in which the green M&M is, like, anthropomorphized as, like, just, like, a typical, like, male-coded M&M, and people have been like, oh, well, that's not the green M&M, because that's a nut M&M, like a peanut M&M, and that's a different race of M&Ms, and it's like, no, you fucking idiot. She got her nuts removed because she's trans, and she clearly loves the brown M&M. They're always pictured together at the beach.
0: It's Yeah, true. they're gal pals. My horrible, horrible thought is that the green M&M relates to her story because Tucker Carlson only sees the green M&M as uh, worthy and as human if he can sexualize her.
1: Literally, <laughs> and Allie.
0: Same with Vi.
1: Yeah.
2: Allie would be upset about the green M&M, but like in a very like
1: Lisa different... would be upset about the green. M&M. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa would be. But Lisa would also be like, "I was always a fan of the brown M&M. This is why I'm correct as a brown Eminem." <laughs>
2: Man. <laughs> you know not to be a freak but i think the green and brown m should be allowed to be whores like i think you should be allowed <laughs> to be as funny as possible if you're an m M&M. you're so sexy ma'am a-
0: a t- a t- not that a- i don't tucker find the sexy but carlson- <laughs> tucker carlson is uh is a broken clock and is t- is right twice a day he the, the green and brown MMs ms
1: should be sexy <laughs> and uh the i think he also is right that the miserable non-binary M&M is our future <laughs> oh that's God. the representation i need yeah. <laughs> the miserable non-binary M&M <laughs> okay. thank you
0: Apparently next time we're doing Bessie, but I don't even know what that is. Oh
1: my. Okay. Well, let me tell you about Bessie real quick before we end. Bessie is by Dee Reese, a black lesbian director. It is a biopic about a uh, queer jazz musician, Bessie Smith, a blues singer specifically. Um, And it's starring Queen Latifah. And I am just very excited to see what goes on in it because I know it is going to be gay and a little sad and I here's here's my confession, Queen Latifah is my celebrity crush. I think that Queen Latifah is so cool and sexy and talented acting. I'm obsessed with her. Um and so I'm just so excited to watch it. Green Evan was my
2: celebrity crush.
1: (laughs) Oh (laughs)
0: well was.
2: (laughs) Was before they
0: (laughs) (laughs) tennis shoes. (laughs) My goodness.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited. Yeah, and Drees also made Pariah, which um we should watch at some point. It was a 2011 film about a black teenager who is coming into her butch lesbian identity.
0: Oh yeah,
1: and it's really I good. Watch that. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it a few years ago, and I really enjoyed it. So
0: hell yeah. So thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you can follow us on Twitter at GazeGaze. And there you can tweet with us or get into our DMs uh, to send us a message. We recently posted some Valentines for Valentine's Day, um, if that interests you. Uh, another way to get in contact is to email us at erin at GazeGaze.com. And there you can send thoughts, ideas, or recommendations. Many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look in Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com but you can also stream it on Spotify and we already mentioned but next week we're going to be doing Bessie.
1: Yeah, I'm stoked.
0: Yeah. Well, Sammy, we
1: will see you. In a couple of months. Yeah,
2: thank you so much for having me on. This was such a good experience. I was looking forward Aww. to this for like two months.
1: I feel like this episode was so much better for your
0: input. Thank, yeah, so. thank, thank
1: you. Thank you so much for everything that you shared with us and for recommending this to us because, yeah, I had a great time. Thanks. This I'm was so glad. of really was fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Erin. And I'm Erin. And we're gay.
1: And, no, let's say we have
2: <laughs> I <laughs> oh, won't no, be there, but me. I'm still Samantha. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. No, i was not sure say, about stuff again. Let Sammy speak her truth. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, no. Hey.